Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to the animated series Star Wars Resistance. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I am your host, Doug Brooks. And we've got a big episode today. Uh, we are mainly reviewing uh, Star Wars Resistance Episode 15, The New Trooper. Uh, but we've got other stuff to go over this week. Uh, first of all, uh, I've got my co-host here. Say hi. Hi. And we're going to uh, recap our, the great weekend we just had where we had a local uh, Comic-Con called Fanboy Expo Blastoff. And we got to meet somebody from Star Wars Resistance. and we Lex met Lang. Lex Lang, that's right. And we met some other characters at the uh, local... Uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Star Vader. Troopers. Well, hold on. I'm gonna, i I got to tell them where, where we saw them. And then you can tell them about everybody you saw, okay? It's at the Ice Bears Hockey. It was at Ice Bears Hockey, yes. The, the Knoxville Ice Bears are a local minor league hockey team. Uh, they do Star Wars Night every year. Marshman won. What, what was it? Marshman uh, yeah, the Marksmen won. Yeah, they played the Fayetteville Marksmen, and they won four to three in overtime. We we left before it was over, so you didn't see. How'd you know the the Marksmen won? Smart. You're smart. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we left at the end of the second period, and it was what two to two, I think maybe. No, it was two to three. It was two to three. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So the Ice Bears didn't win, but we still had a great time. Uh, we went to, they did Star, uh, they do Star Wars Night every year, but you, I, I don't know if you remember, but I took you when you were about two. Uh, yeah, you remember? Okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't even remember who they played. That was so long ago, um, but we didn't stay very long. You didn't really care about the game at all, but... No, you just wanted to see the Star Wars characters, and I remember you you weren't too uh, friendly with the stormtroopers. That you know, you, you, when you were younger, uh, and we saw the stormtroopers, you uh, you didn't even want to get near them to take a picture. But I think what I don't know, you were you were still like, hey, who are these guys? Um, but we had more fun this time. Um, so oh, yeah, we'll talk about that first. Okay, so who all did we see at the hockey game this year? Saw Darth Vader. And we saw Stormtroopers uh-huh. and a Jakku Stormtrooper. Jakku Stormtrooper? Yeah. Oh. And an indoor trooper. Yeah, yeah, we did. We saw a biker scout. And then a guard, like the guard that I'm like in the last Jedi. Yeah, uh, well, we saw the Emperor's Royal Guards, not yeah. not Snoke's guards, but yeah. No, yeah, we, we didn't see, no, we didn't see Snoke's guard. We saw the Emperor's Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then who else did we see? Um, there was uh, Imperial officers were there, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if you knew who she was, but we saw Dr. Afra. Yeah. Yeah. But she know Han? She knows Han. Yeah, she's had a few run-ins with Han um, in the comic books. And, um, yeah, that was actually that was one of my favorites because, uh, you know, obviously my co-host here wanted to go see the Stormtroopers and stand up to them because you were dressed as Han and you were all tough. Uh, but I, I saw her over there. Uh, it was a cosplayer dressed as... Uh, oh, you're, oh, you're doing your BB-8 noises? Yeah. Um, and we saw the cosplayer dressed as Afra and I, I was like, wow, that's really cool. We saw Commander Pyre. No, we didn't see Commander Pyre. No, um, but when I, I walked up to her, I said, "Oh, uh, can I get your picture? I love Afra." And she was—I think she was really happy that somebody recognized who she was. Afra's got some fans, uh, and 
Yeah, well, she and it, well, she she saw you dressed as Hans, and she went over and gave you a hug, and I got your picture. And uh, let me see, who else? Uh, we saw there was a Jawa, and um, oh, Darth Darth Maul. Yes, I forgot about Darth Maul. Yeah, he was he was yeah he was pretty tough. Um, no, we didn't see Kylo Ren. It was mostly the Empire that we saw, and then they were. Um, Kylo Ren is the First Order, but we didn't see any of the First Order. Um, well, well, no, because uh, well, the First Order came from the Empire, but we didn't see any First Order officers. Well, no, the Resistance came from the Rebels. Um, so anyway, uh, and then the all the stormtroopers uh, marched in and were at the the hockey game. What? You did. You got away, yeah. And you, you did get one of their guns, yeah, the one of their blasters. Um, and then so they were at the hockey game, and then we noticed that Darth Vader wasn't there, and he got to drop the puck uh, before the game. The puck? Yeah, that's the little black thing they uh, shoot with the hockey sticks and try to score in the net. I know that was your first hockey game, so you're still learning all the rules. Um, but yeah, Darth Vader uh, dropped the puck. But anyway, so that was the hockey game. A puck is the little round thing. Uh, it's it's a heavy round thing that you um, put on the ice. Uh, what? Yes. Hi. Oh, my uh, audience is here with the cats. Um, no, the uh, the puck is the little black thing they put on the ice, and they use their hockey sticks to hit it. Uh, it's a, a stick. Um, <laughs> it's a wooden hockey stick. Yeah, and then they shoot the puck around, and it, they some that they did break. We saw a few break. Um, and then, so they uh, pass it from each other. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you, you've played some soccer, so it's kind of like you know, instead of kicking a ball to each other, they pass the puck to each other, and then they try to get it in the net. And the ice bears, we saw them do that a couple of times, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that was the hockey game. But earlier in the day, we went to Fanboy Expo Blastoff at, at the same building, and uh, it was kind of a mini convention. There were some vendors there. We saw lots of old Star Wars figures, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw my guard. You saw your, your you saw your Han's blaster, yeah. Um, but no, my blaster. your blaster, okay? Yeah, that's right. You're you're Lil Han, right? Okay. I think that's what I'll call you on here, Lil Han. So. Um, yeah. Yes, just like Han. No, well, I know. Color Ren's a meanie. Um, so, yeah, but when we got, yeah, you'll get past him. Don't worry. Um, so, um, but yeah, we went to Fanboy Expo so that we could meet Lex Lang from Star Wars Resistance, and who, which character is he? No, he's not Commander Pyre. He's the other one. You know. Huh? Lex Lang's his name. Who does he play? Major Von Reg. That's right. Yeah, we met, we met the pilot himself. Yeah, yes. Our cat's name is Wampa. Yes, and she is down here. Hi, Wampa. Hi, Wampa. Huh? Yeah, she wants to listen. So, yes, uh, Lex Lang is a very awesome guy. Um, very friendly. Yeah, he signed. Uh, I I had an extra uh, Major Von Reg figure. We got. He signed that for us, and he signed a picture. I got a resistance 
you, yes, you do have a you you do have the Falcon with all the resistance characters in it. Um, but he was he was, it's a community, yes. But he was Lex Lex Lang was very nice. He signed a picture from the show. Uh, he signed it to you, and. It was pretty cool. He said that he not only did the voice of Onreg, he did the voice of the stormtrooper behind him. Remember that? Yeah, so he's pretty talented. And um, I had a chance to, you know, even though we don't know Major Vonreg's fate yet, we um, I, th I congratulated him on Season 2 about that announcement. So hopefully Lex uh, will have a role on the show, at least through next year. Um, and then, so yeah, he, he's great. We got, got some pictures. Um, uh, just a wonderful person. I'm glad we got to meet somebody from the show. Uh, he got to drop an honorary puck. He got to drop an honorary puck at the game later. Um, so yeah, it was just a fun day all around. And there was other stuff to do at Fanboy Expo. We went down and uh, you played air hockey with uh, another Han and Ray, didn't you? Yeah, there were other kids dressed up, and we met through saw the Ghostbusters and Batman. And who else? Remember who else we saw down there? Well, we saw Darth Vader later, but no, remember when we? There was a yeah, there was a little Darth Vader, yeah. Yeah, you gave Smarties to them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, who did we see? A frozen in Carbonite. Yoda. Yeah, that was crazy. Yes, uh, somebody had a Yoda frozen in Carbonite, so you were trying to get him out. You did a good job with that. Um, and yeah, there were there were some carnival games down there for kids to win. No, you didn't get them out. But um, there were little carnival games down there for kids to play. You got to shoot a Nerf bow and arrow and win some candy. And But you gave all the candy away because you're a nice guy. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. No, yeah, well, you got some candy today because it's Valentine's Day. But, uh, but you were very nice at um, the expo giving candy to other kids and uh, some of the people in costume. Um, so anything else you want to say about our Star Wars Day from the other day? Sign up online for what? In case you get a like on this video. Oh. <laughs> How do you know about likes on videos? You watch YouTube, don't you? Well, we're not on YouTube. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, you can watch Lego Star Wars and Resistance on the Disney Now app. And you can get yeah. Like. yeah, you can get it a like. Um, so um, that's all of that. And uh, I'm going to. Oh, uh, and here's something cool. Uh, I was going to tell everybody. Um, there, there, New York Toy Fair 2019 is this weekend, and uh, this time last year was when they revealed like the Black Series figures for the Solo movie. You firing your laser at the cats? That's great. Um, um, the so. Uh, the, oh, you're firing at the stormtroopers. Good, thank you. He disappeared. Oh. Oh no! Oh, like in the game? No, for real. Oh, for real. Oh, for real life. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So, um, but in, in, the toy fair is this weekend. It's a big thing where they show off new toys. So, uh, what I'm hoping is that they show us new resistance figures and maybe uh, who do you, which figure do you want? Niku. You want Niku? I would love to have a Niku and a Tam and, and a Bebo. Bebo and Flix and Orca and um, uh, Aunt Z. Um, on see, she's the bar, uh, the one who owns the little bar where everybody goes and has a drink and they throw darts and all that. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. And. Hmm? 
We've got Major Von Rag. We don't need him again. We got Commander Pyre. How about the officer? We. Oh, a Tor's dad. We need Tor's dad. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. They need to make a, a Captain Doza figure. And oh, who else is it? Um. Oh. But yeah, we we need Tam. We we need Hype and Griff and um. One of the, maybe the Cheladai. There's a lot of cool figures on this. Sh- uh, people. No, Han Han was never on the show. Um. Well, they could do Leia. Leia's been on the show. And, um, so we'll see. So maybe they'll announce some figures this weekend. We'll find out. Um, maybe they'll do Hot Wheels or Legos or something. Who knows? So, um, follow me on, uh, my Twitter and Instagram. If there's any... Make a like, yes. Um, fo- please follow me. Uh, but, uh, you can... Uh, I'm at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Um, if any Resistance toy news breaks, I will... Uh, post and give credit to whoever um, uh, provided that uh, so we're excited to see what comes out alright so I'm about to talk about the new trooper but before I let you guys go um, what uh, have you liked about resistance lately in the, you know we've watched a few episodes the last few weeks what do you like everything about, everything about resistance yeah. um, what was your what's your favorite episode so far uh, the episode with Bebo. you like the Bebo episode I like that one too. That was a really good one. Yeah, that's a good I was not expecting that one to be so good, but it was. Um, so maybe we'll see Bebo and her mom later on. Who knows? When you like that? Oh, but why can this not stand? The, the, the BB, yeah, BB-8 can stand. See? You've got a lot of different BB-8s. We're, we're holding the BB-8 uh, figure that came with the, in the Poe 2 pack for Resistance. And he's we got him there. And then you've got your BB-8 that came in your droid 4-pack, and you've got some plush BB-8s. you just got a lot of them. But this one's, this one's pretty cool. I like him. Where's my BB-8 that... Where's my R2 and... Hmm? And Stubby. R2 and Stubby. R- like the R- R2 and Stubby? Oh, yeah, the ones you made at Disney World at the droid droid factory. I, where did you put them? Are they somewhere? Yeah, I think they got broken by the meteor. Oh. Those meteors crashing in the dense... Oh, okay. Well, I bet I bet that R2 and Stubby are around here, and we'll find their Imperial hats, and you, you can, yeah, put them back together, okay? Huh? Okay. Well, your brother's excited. Uh-huh. We're going to go to, we'll try to go to Disney when you're a little bit older, maybe when your brother's about five, that way he can remember it just like you did, and then you know what's going to be open then, right? Your Falcon. We're gonna go on the Millennium Falcon when we go back to Disney World. Yeah, yeah it's called. Am I gonna launch the thing out, or they already launched it out? No, they already launched the escape pod out. Um, no, this is gonna be like the Falcon, like in Force Awakens. So, um, but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. gonna be like the Han Falcon. It's gonna be like the Han Falcon. And um, do you know what the planet? I am Han. You are Han. You're gonna, man. You're, we're gonna have so much fun doing that. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what the name of the planet is that they're building at Disney World? I don't know. It's called Batu. Remember we saw it when we rode Star Tours? Yeah, we crashed. No, no it was the one time we didn't crash because we kept crashing on Naboo. Um, but the one time we didn't crash, we went, we landed on Batu, and that's the planet that where the Falcon's going to be at Disney World. But why did we crash on Naboo? I don't know. Like we just kept getting stuck on Naboo, and then they shot us down, and we landed in the hangar, and the the windshield broke, right? Yeah. That was silly. What, what happened if you hopped out the windshield? Um, I don't know. That was the end of the ride, so we had to get off. But it felt like we were in 
Yeah. What What are you doing making noises over there, sir? We'll go. I promise we'll go on Star Tours again when we go back, okay? Oh, it's it's fun. Yeah, I know. Well, we rode it three times that day, but well. You like you were good on Tower of Terror. Well, you you didn't. Oh yeah. Well, down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, I like Tower of Terror. I thought that was pretty cool. You did great on it. But yeah, we'll ride Star Tours again. We'll go get on the Falcon at Batu. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna fly on the Falcon. But can I fly the Falcon? You can fly the Falcon. I promise. You will. Uh, there'll be a line to get in, but once we're in there, you can fly it. All right. But can we stand up in the Falcon? I don't know. I think we we have to sit in the cockpit. I think that's how it's going to be. The cockpit? Well, well, no, that's in the back of it. The cockpit is that little part up up front where uh, like Chewie and Han sit. Yeah, so we're gonna be, we're gonna. I mean, we can go on the Falcon, then we're gonna get in the cockpit and fly and go on a mission. But I don't want to go on a cockpit. Oh. I wanna go. <laughs> go well, there'll be a lot of stuff to explore. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I think that we've had enough fun talk about um, Fanboy Expo and meeting Lex Lang. Um, and about Toy Fair. So I'm going to I'm going to start talking about uh, this week's episode. But thank you, co-host Lil Han, for joining me. Thank you to the audience. Um, you have anything to say to the folks before I move on? You're welcome in the show. Welcome in the show. All right. May the force be with you, Lil Han. Yes. All right. And one quick programming note uh, before I move on to the episode review. I typically don't talk about the upcoming episode for spoiler reasons that way if anybody's taking these episodes one at a time and doesn't want to know about what's coming up I don't mention anything however the little preview we got uh, from Star Wars regarding next week's episode called the core problem uh, was just so amazing and impactful that uh, I do want to talk about that this week but I will save that for the very end of this episode so if you don't want to listen to that you can cut it off after the review and you can still go into next week fresh uh, with that said jumping right into the new trooper uh, written by Paul Giacopo who's done a few episodes uh, this just continues uh, this end game that we're in with the first order and I love how over the past two and three episodes now the First Order presence on the Colossus is growing at an ex exponential rate. Uh, first it started with just a couple of troopers. Then we move on to uh, TIE Fighters and troopers. Now there are even more. There's commanders there. Captain Phasma's on the way with a battalion. Uh, so it's getting serious for the, the citizens of the Colossus and we find out more about what kind of danger they're actually in. Uh, we start with the opening with uh, Captain Doza and Commander Pyre um, and referring to Sonara's escape last week that Doza doesn't feel the First Order is needed as much but Pyre says uh, they need more troopers to keep the peace. Uh, then we move on to um, Kel and Ayla uh, fishing for Snarlfish and thank you to Leland Chi for throwing that into the database so we know what they're called. Um, 
Uh, and, and also, uh, I think it was on Bucket's List, they pointed out they're fishing with puffer pig bacon. Uh, it's the blue bacon, which later um, they're having at breakfast with Yeager and the garage crew. Yeah, the poor poor puffer pigs. They they bring us so much joy, but I bet the, I bet the bacon is very tasty. Now, uh, so as they're fishing, they are encountered by stormtroopers on patrol, and you know we get into the the main part of the episode where there's a scuffle and one of them is knocked out, um, and so it leads to the adventures they get into. And what I I didn't recognize the voice at the time, but once I saw the closing credits, uh, it was pleasant surprise that uh, this stormtrooper. Uh, who shows up in the whole episode is played by Steve Bloom, who Star Wars fans will know was Zeb on Rebels. So it's great to see Steve uh, back on back in Star Wars, uh, having a role on this show, and a very important one too. Even though based on the end of the episode, I don't know if we'll be seeing him again, uh, at least not the way we, we remember him. So uh, really cool to see or to hear Steve Bloom on the show. And uh, one other thing, uh, I mentioned they're having breakfast and eating the puffer pig bacon. Uh, it's neat to see BB-8 and Bucket being friendly, uh, because uh, I mean it's no secret based on the trailer. Uh, I think next week BB-8's uh, farewell, uh, at least for this season, is going to happen. So it's been neat to see their rela- uh, relationship over the season, uh, BB-8 and Bucket, <clears throat> even. Uh, if it was, I think it was two weeks ago, when they were goofing around and bumping into each other, um, you know, a lot of horseplay, and, um, but this week, you know, Bucket gets electrocuted and BB-8 gives him his uh, helmet back, It's, it's really cute to see. But the other important part about this section of the story is when Tam is telling the story about her grandfather working for the Empire and that's how they you know their the family was able to uh, survive and by working for them to put food on the table did that make him evil and in any situation that's a kind of a deep conversation to have about uh, the right and wrongs of you may not agree with the ideology but if you're working for them for your family to just get by you know what does that make you so yes, very thoughtful scene, especially because they're comparing it to the First Order. Yeager obviously is familiar with both, having fought for the Rebels. But it reinforces my theory that Tam is the spy for the First Order, and has been the entire time. Um, she's dropping hints that just because you are associated with these people does not mean you're bad. So I'll definitely have more to say about Tam being the spy in, in just a little bit. Uh, let's see, moving on. Okay, so, uh, you know, Kel and Ayla show up, and it was nice to see Yeager being um, kind of friendly to them. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a kid in a while, unfortunately, due, due to his tragedy. Uh, but it was, it was neat to see him being uh, nice to the children of Tahar, offering them food. And so they lead uh, Kaz and BB-8 and Niku and Tam to the knocked-out trooper. Um, I do like the little group uh, that came together to deal with this. And, of course, I knew once Tam was joined in that there would be increased uh, tension and problems. Uh, 
Um, so they take him back to the, uh, the children's quarters uh, with uh, in engineering. And the, the line when they're, they're doing like Weekend at Bernie's-esque uh, a practical comedy with the trooper dragging him down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kaz's response, he's fine, he's wearing his helmet. Uh, I think we've proven that stormtroopers and helmets, you know, doesn't really matter. They're going to, I mean, look what Chirrut did to them with just a staff in Rogue One. Um, yeah, the helmet's not going to help much. Uh, I thought that was cute. Uh, anyway, love seeing the cello die. Um, Frank Welker doing their voices every week, every time. I wish they were on every week. I love the Chaladai. Um, so anytime they're in engineering is great. Um, I mean, the action moved pretty quick into Kaz deciding to uh, don the uniform. And I'll just say at this point, what, that's one of my favorite things in Star Wars. Always has been when our heroes are in disguise. I mean, during the original trilogy, some of my favorite figures were the uh, Kenner figures that were disguised, like Leia as uh, the bounty hunter, Lando as the skiff guard. Actually, I never had the original Luke as stormtrooper figure that came out in 84, 85. Um, had to wait uh, when they did the Power of the Force line in 1995. <clears throat> you had to mail away with cereal box tops to get Han as a stormtrooper. And that's one thing I wish... I, I know the know shipping is different because it's not the four to six weeks thing anymore i miss when you could send off for an action figure uh, that was always so much fun as a kid that's how i got admiral akbar and palpatine um mace windu well i ordered mace windu i think from that might have been starwars.com but anyway yeah so i had to send off for the han as stormtrooper and that was my one of my favorite figures of the new releases so anyway, we get Kaz as a stormtrooper, and that, that yeah, uh, we were, little Han and I were talking about Toy Fair earlier, that would be a great figure to get is Kaz as stormtrooper. And, I, I mean, Christopher Sean was outstanding trying to play a stormtrooper as Kaz, with uh, his voice inflections and stumbling through what to say properly, but credit to the animators for just the physical comedy of, yeah, that's Kaz just dressed up. Uh, just in his motions and the way he wasn't really marching properly, just kind of tiptoeing around. I mean, they they did a great job, you know, differentiating Kaz from any other stormtrooper, both with the animation and Christopher with his voice. So... Uh, they really pulled it off. Like in A New Hope, um, you know, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill, they were playing it more closely to what Stormtroopers would act like so they could blend in better, but, you know, that's not Kaz. And so they got that through with both the voicing and the animation, and I loved it. Um, so that's... I'm sure when I do the season review, that will be that will remain a highlight for me, was Kaz in disguise. Because... That is one of my favorite Star Wars traditions. Uh, so then they have the protest at the marketplace, uh, where Kaz gets to see, you know, some of our, you know, regular background citizens aren't happy with the First Order being there. Uh, they're starting to get disgruntled with it. Whereas, you know, last week, 
Um, there was more, hey, I'm glad you guys are here helping us out, but no, that's quickly turned as, you know, more troops are arriving and being more forceful. It uh, goes back to what I said last week, too, about uh, the, how regimented and precise the First Order is, how, how serious they are. Not as slapstick overall as the Imperial Stormtroopers, perhaps. Uh, just great, great stuff there. Uh, and I do love that they start throwing vegetables at the Stormtroopers. I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it makes me think of that one scene in Batman Returns when Batman uses a previous recording to frame uh, the Penguin at a press conference, and so uh, the crowd turns on him and starts throwing stuff. And then he has the line, um, Why is there always somebody who brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, because they're out of the marketplace. So, we come back to the marketplace later anyway, uh, so I'll move on. Uh, we see O'Peepit, uh, he's cleaning, he's picking up trash by hand, he's having to scrub the floors. Uh, as we know, um, he went full Stanley Spadowski mode last week and lost his floor cleaner um, in Kaz in disguise. Uh, you know, commends him on a good job and says, gotta keep these clean. And then, you know, mentions he needs the floor sweeper back. I think O'Peepit will be rewarded by the end of the season. He'll either get new equipment or get his old one back. Uh, yeah, justice for O'Peepit. Yes. Uh, what, what did I write here? Okay, so, okay. Um, getting back to uh, Tam and, you know, they're uh, all in uh, the kids' quarters. And then, yeah, you know, Tam's talking about the First Order again, and Kel, you know, asks her, you know, why does she trust the First Order over her friends? And that should, uh, I hope for some people that kind of threw up the red flag that, oh, geez, it might be her. I mean, I've, you know, I thought that, I've just felt since almost the beginning of the series that with given the clues we've been presented that it is Tam who's the First Order spy, and, uh, as I said earlier, with the First Order having a greater presence on the station, the cracks are starting to show. And um, I, I think that one line by Kel may have given it away for some people. I really think we'll find out one way or another in about two weeks. So, um, yeah, we'll see if all this is for naught. But, um, yeah, that really stuck out with me. And and, and also Tam, because they're telling the story of you know what happened to the world and why they're there, you know Tam is starting. She she was legitimately sorry, I feel, and Susan McGrath portrayed that with her voice work. Um, but I think you know Tam was there to do something, and she may have regrets. We'll see. Maybe totally off base. I don't know. Um, oh, uh, before I forget, shout out to uh, Michael uh, Trevera for uh, the more subtle music this week, uh, like when Kaz is in line with the other stormtroopers. Um, just great music. You know, my favorite is anytime the aces launch and uh, the music swells and gets more dramatic, but uh, it's when he throws in this, you know, subtle music uh it's slightly whimsical but still military given the situation uh, another great job by him and then uh you know kaz uh gets on uh the epsilon 
shuttle to check the records, make sure the kids weren't registered, um, also to get any information he can. And we get an Imperial ball droid, or first first order ball droid, yeah. Uh, not, we don't know if it's BB-9E or not. They, they probably have several of these droids. Um, but we get the great scene with him uh, having to fight the ball droid off. Uh, I do like that we got a callback to one of the shorts that we got at mid-season, where we see Kaz from uh, the point of view of the ball droid, like we got with BB-8 previously. And then, uh, you know, the the very end, after Kaz gets the data rod and kicks uh, kicks the droid, and he's, you know, it's like, you want your head? Go get it! And throws it back into the shuttle. Uh, that was a nice tie-in, I thought, to the fact that we saw in The Last Jedi, BB-8 can have his head detached from his his ball, but still be okay because it reattaches. I, I presume magnetically in the, you know, the actual Star Wars engineering of it. Um, I still don't know how that, that's a practical effect. That is amazing to me. Because, um, you know, when you when we saw that first teaser trailer for The Force Awakens, I thought, oh, this is totally uh, CG. Um, but then when they brought him out for Star Wars Celebration... It was either Celebration or San Diego Comic-Con that year, and it was the actual remote control droid that could do that. I was like, wow, that is amazing. So anyway, we get the gag with the head. Um, and, you know, they're going to go back into Doza Tower, so we get the memorable shot of Kaz walking past Tora's uh, room, and you can tell she's just not with it, you know, after her deal with the pirates, and being rescued but not really trusting the First Order, and then she sees them walking by, giving them that look. And then Kaz just waves at her. And she's like, what? And then it made me think back to the Bebo episode where Kaz, on, on the fireball, joined in to help the Aces, and then Tora waved at him. Uh, it, it's neat if that's their thing, where they just wave at each other for acknowledgement. Um... And, you know, not that I want the series to end anytime soon or these characters to meet bad fates. But I just keep thinking, uh, you know, if as long as they don't die, um, that whenever the time comes for Kaz and Tora to say goodbye to each other, it should just be with a wave. Because that's their relationship. And, I don't know. Maybe sappy, I don't know, but uh, it just occurred to me that that that's what, how they are with each other so yeah, it should be like whenever the time comes like if you know it could even be like the end of the season like if Kaz goes off to fight for the resistance and Taurus stays behind just you know they wave now uh, we do get more of a tease with uh, Captain Doza and his history when Pyre asks him why he chose to leave the Empire and then Doza just mentions it was a personal choice um that is something Pyre wouldn't understand. And th this is a good time to mention um, Geeky Bubble Pod, at Geeky Bubble Pod, uh, Shona Marie Macias and her mom uh, interviewed uh, Myrna Velasco this week, Tora Doza. And uh, I've, I've tweeted out the, the link. Uh, if you go to their, um, you can just search for it on iTunes or um, go to their um, Twitter page. Uh, during the interview, one of the questions they ask her is about, do we know anything about Tora's mom or what her relationship is? 
So it had me thinking, was her mom maybe like a rebel pilot or something, or met Doza uh, after the Battle of Endor when, uh, when the producers said he was a Star Destroyer commander? Maybe he left the Empire when it was in shambles, you know, to just go away with this woman and start a life, and then a few years later they have Tora. Um, I would love to find that out, because I think that's really interesting. And I mean, you can tell that, you know, Captain Doza has good intentions. Um, it's just getting out of control for him. And that's really obvious when they kick him out of his own office to have a stormtrooper meeting. I mean, that's a, that's a huge power play. Um, which, I mean, that'll come in to play later. You know, whether he fights back or he just gets fully pushed out of the way. I mean, I still think there's a possibility he gets assassinated to fully get him out of the way. I mean, that's a little heavy for a kid's show, but, you know... Uh, how we've seen Doza deal with all the issues has been a very fascinating thing this season. I'll try to draw on that more as the season wraps up. Uh, and here's where we get the mention that uh, Captain Phasma is organizing a full garrison to come, so even more First Order Stormtroopers are coming. They make the mention that the citizens will be allowed to stay, but anybody, um, other people who maybe fight back or have information, they will be dealt with. Um, so, even though we haven't realized it up to this point, they've been suspicious of uh, the stormtrooper who we know is Kaz, but uh, his erratic behavior. And then they mention, you know, take him back to the transport for a full mental wipe, for a reprogramming, they call it a brain scrape. So this is what was subtly mentioned in The Force Awakens about Finn um, when they were going to take him for reprogramming. So it turns out, yeah, it is, I don't know about a lobotomy, but pretty serious, yeah, mind wipe to, uh, yeah, and keep in mind the backstory is that the First Order Stormtroopers have been grown for this since youth. It's kind of the reverse of when Jedi Padawans were collected from their families at a very young age when once they were determined to be Force-sensitive. Well, the First Order just took these kids from their families to build an army in secret in the unknown regions. And they're using these strategies like mental wipes and reprogramming to keep them in line all these years. And, I mean, that's pretty serious. Um, but, of course, Kaz avoid the, avoids this. The actual Stormtrooper does not. Um, you know, Kaz is running. Uh, goes back through the marketplace, so we get to see more vegetables thrown at the Stormtroopers. I was really happy to see Greville uh, amongst the crowd. We haven't seen him in a few episodes. Uh, I was missing him. Hopefully we get more of him, because I thought he was a neat foil for Kaz in the first few episodes. Um, so, I'm kind of wrapping it up. As far as the episode, it was just another one of those fast-paced episodes. Um, but Kaz, um, you know, Niku is able to get uh, the stormtrooper to him so they can switch him back, and you know they get the they would, they know that the kids are safe. And Kaz relays the information about more First Order coming. Um, so that kind of wraps it up, and then. They're back at the garage. You know, Kaz does thank Tam and Niku for their help. Tam's got a lot to think about, even though 
you know, she's just glad the kids are safe, but, you know, if she has that first order spy, she's, you know, she might be emotionally conflicted at this point. So for the very last scene, I love that Yeager, they're at the point where, because of, you know, Kaz's lack of expertise as a mechanic, uh, you know, and Yeager's growing frustration with him that, you know, he all he has to say is, my office now. And you think, oh, he's really in trouble. And then Niku and Tam would think that. <clears throat> but that's just his excuse to get Kaz into his office so they can talk in private about what his spying has determined. So I like that they're at that point in the relationship. Um, that they can, you know, use his uh, antagonism towards him as a cover so that they can have a conversation and a very heartfelt one about what's going on. So Kaz, you know, gives them the data rod, they look at the map. Now that map had a lot of information. We saw it in the trailer for the second half of the season, so, you know, we knew that scene was coming. Uh, but this is where they determine, well, what we think is the size of the First Order fleet, that it's bigger than they thought, that it makes sense that they would use the Colossus as a refueling station. Um, but, uh, it's, there's Arabesh writing on the map, which, when it sh showed up in the trailer, some people went ahead and deciphered the planet names that showed up. So, it was kind of conjectural. I mean, you know, if you know Arabesh, you're, you know it. So, everything was accurate. But they did confirm the locations on uh, Bucket's List. And it was Dagobah, Jakku, man, I wrote that badly, uh, Tuan Kiti, Takodana, and Jeddah. So, mostly familiar locations. What is interesting is that... And I was going to give credit to whoever said this, and I forgot... Okay, um, I found it here. Okay, uh, so um, it's at Jill Woody. Uh, it's Jill underscore Woody, W-O-O-D-I-E, on Twitter. Came up with a theory. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and read her tweets. Alright, my theory about why the First Order is interested in Jakku, Takodana, Jeddah, Tuankiti, and, well, she said Yavin, um, but Pre-Force Awakens. These are the places Laura Santeca searched for the map to the First Jedi Temple. As for how they're tracking him, and she made a thread, when Poe is recounting his story to Finn and Rey after Crate, he doesn't know how the First Order found them. Someone must have been following Laura Santeca the whole time. So... That's interesting that the First Order would, you know, have all this data. And it also explains how they, you know, found Haman Jakku and that started the events of The Force Awakens. So, and, and the size of the fleet thing, I mean, all it took was the opening crawl, and I mentioned it before, of The Last Jedi, where, you know, Ryan Johnson put in the mention of that after the destruction of Hosnian Prime and the crumbling of the Republic, that the First Order spread out to conquer all these different systems. So they needed a fleet that big. It wasn't just the Supremacy and Snoke's fleet that we saw in The Last Jedi. They were all over the place already. So, I mean, this is stuff that we should find out more about as we go on, maybe next season. Uh, but that wrapped up the episode. Um, it, w it was just... It's... It, it, continue to be good uh, just 
keeps building. It's it's just amazing how this situation is spiraling into this huge confrontation with the First Order the last couple of weeks. It's been great. Um, so next week should be even better. I will talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> um, I think that's all I, have to, I think that's all I have to say about this uh, this week's episode. Um, just outstanding um, from everybody involved. Uh, you know, it's kind of lighthearted with Kaz's hijinks as a trooper, but a lot of heavy uh, stuff that's leading to the, what, what we're getting at the end of the season. Uh, so I uh, will cut it off there. Uh, again, uh, you can find all my episodes on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, just search Radio Dakar. I'm on. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can find me there. Again, all uh, whatever information I can collect from Toy Fair regarding Resistance toys, maybe Mandalorian toys. Who knows? Um, I'll I'll tweet those out and give credit uh, to whoever um, provides those. All right. So, thank you for listening. Uh, if you don't want to know about next week, you can shut it off here. I will see you next week. If you're still with me. We got the just the minute long preview of the core problem, which is the episode that we got from the trailer where Poe and Kaz are find those planetoids where the cores have been uh, broken out, and it looks like you know test firing for Starkiller base perhaps because they're in a system with no star. Clearly, it was refueling the base, but what we got in that preview was that okay, so. Poe will sneak aboard the Colossus next week. He is there to retrieve BB-8 because the next day they're leaving for the mission to Jakku to meet Lord Santeca. We have caught up to the movie, uh, to Force Awakens. And when I saw that, when I saw that preview, I was I was kind of blown away because I was like, okay, this is really it. Yes, we saw the broadcast of Hux's speech. Uh, you know, we know that's coming up later this season, but just the fact that that line of dialogue is in there, that, okay, when this episode happens, The Force Awakens begins then, like, within a couple of days. It depends on how long it takes them to get to Jakku. Uh, so this this should be an amazing episode. I found out today that Doc Wyatt and Kevin Burke are, uh, wrote it. Um, they're, you know, they're great guys. They're, they're one, of my, one of my favorites for character development this season. Uh, I mean, this should just should blow us all away. I cannot wait for this Saturday. So that means next week will be a, a really packed episode uh, with any Toy Fair news um, and, and the review of this one. Uh, I mean, we, we're at it. We're up against the movie, so things are going to start to overlap, and it's really going to get crazy. I cannot wait. Uh, I think I've talked long enough. Hope you enjoyed um, uh, Lil Han being with me to recap our fun at Comic-Con. Uh, we had a great time. Again, Lex Lang is amazing. Uh, I'm so glad he came. I thanked him for coming uh, to our town for the chance to meet him, get some autographs. Uh, just a great Star Wars experience. The show is a great Star Wars experience. I hope uh, everybody's been enjoying it as much as we have. And it's only going to get better. All right. Uh... I've already said my good stuff to you, so um, I'll see you next week. Until then, may the Force be with you.